Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 715 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today... Not by James Dean Raider. We sent him on assignment close to the motherland. His motherland. Uh-oh. He's in Serbia, Belgrade. He's just a step away. One flight from Russia and being intercepted uh, to the place where we know he really wants to be. So we've got David Bray. We've got Funky Ben Askren. He's in the mix. Yeah. D1 Wrestling is back. It's fully back. But high fully schoolers are, are stealing the wrestling show right now. Uh, I've got a couple things to get to. Well, I'm going to start with the biggest uh, of the things. And the things y'all don't even know. Ben Askren doesn't even know about this yet. Oh so listen up. Goodness. You guys always hide and seek from me. I, lo- I love to see your reaction on camera. Okay, go. Jesse Mendez committed. No. Jesse oh. Mendez, the decision is in. He knows where he's going to go. But the coaches don't know. No one knows but his family. I don't know. Ben doesn't know. So here's the deal. I think it's Missouri, he told me. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Here's the deal, though. All you coaches, I'm talking Coach Ryan, Coach Sanderson, Coach Brands, all you coaches, Escobedo, Coach Smith, Coach Bormet, don't you be hitting this young man up. You're going to get his phone confiscated in school. He's going to call you all tonight. I have this from the Mendez family. He's going to let you know. One of you is going to get great news. The rest of you, you're not going to get great news. And then Jesse. When's he going to let us know? Forget about these coaches. When's he letting us know? Great Tomorrow question. morning, live on Flow Wrestling Radio. Live. Oh, sneaky Christian Piles. So it's happening. The decision is in, and we will all know about 24 hours from now. So leave Jesse alone. Don't get his phone taken. You'll find out tonight. And then I you, thought we the all find out tomorrow. I thought they have phones in school. Listen, just, just go along with the bit. I think they can. I'm not sure. Sometimes I text a kid because I just don't want to forget what I'm thinking. And he texts me back, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Why are you texting me right now? You're in school. He's like, they don't care. What the? 
Couldn't you? All right, now we're getting into our second topic, cheating in high school. How? I mean, couldn't you just cheat so easily if you can be on your phone during the thing? First of all, you can Maybe look up everything. All the information in the world is on this. Plus, you can get up your homies. What was 14? Oh, it was C. If you have a yeah. smart homie. Get out of the smart homies. Yeah. Smart homie without much integrity. <laughs> a low that's, integrity that's, smart homie. That's the one, That's the combo you really need in a homie. There we go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. Well, J Jesse Mendez won't do that. So, anyways, huge news there on the recruiting front. Can't wait to find out where he's going. I have no idea. And uh, what you yeah. guess? I don't even want to do that because I got a little piece of info yesterday that made me think. So I'm not. I don't know. I'm not even gonna put one out there. Mm. Okay. Well, hey, you also forgot to mention probably the most important part of the show. Is that it's a seven one five. You got it written down right here, Christian. I'm looking at the document. Not mentioned. This is Eau Claire, Wisconsin, baby. Tell us about Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Do you want to eat an eclair in Eau Claire? I, you know, I can say I've never eaten an eclair in my life. I don't. I actually can't even really tell you what they were. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I don't know um, how to define what an eclair is. I think it's maybe a donut or a dessert or something. It's a dessert item. It's probably in the pastry family. I think it's got cream okay. in it or there's, something. There's cream. There's a creamy component. Oh, look at these. Okay, so Tyler's Tyler's on oh, the. Yeah, there's cream in those. He's been thinking about. Uh, <laughs> oh, Tyler yeah. loves eclairs, huh? Yeah, he does. He put that in the doc. He put the seven one five. He put the eclair. We gotta oh, get Tyler, Tyler on the show. Oh, I thought that was you, Christian. Hey, Patron no. with Chodo. What's a Chodo? Mm. I don't know. Oh, Cho Doe. <laughs> That's no, it's two, funny. It's two separate words. <laughs> it means something different. Okay. Okay. So, 715. Are you in the 715 area code? We're not. That, that is up north Wisconsin, not by the Stephen Avery family, but on the other side of the state. Um, so, we'll get to the Stephen Avery area code eventually. Okay. Guys, I can't wait. We may have to have a special show. Um, t speaking yeah. of. Netflix shows Tiger King 2 is apparently gonna be a thing. I'm not really I'm not looking forward to it I think you had a masterpiece. This is you're just chasing it, Listen, uh, just stick with it. I don't even know if I'll watch it out of respect to the original if they got some prison shots uh, You know prison interviews. I, I would like to yeah. see that I would really Well, like yeah, cuz Joe's in jail and he's the main he's the star of the show. Yeah, I don't know if they figured that out yet. Although if they bust Carol Baskin, that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> if I'm the warden of Joe Exotic's prison, I am selling you know, production time in the in the the visitation room. Yeah. I'm I'm letting them come in, raise some funds for the for the prison. Yeah, get a new There you go. I don't Solid get a new idea. big screen. I like yeah. Okay. Other huge news. Christian Carroll flipped. He's not going to Illinois. He's going to the University of Pennsylvania. He will be a Quaker. I feel like he might be a Kirk Fleet, and we're going to get one more flip out of him. What do you we think? could get another flip. He's only a junior. Yes. Uh, and the, the interesting thing is when he committed to Illinois in June as a basically sophomore, we were like, okay, we'll see. Kind of the conversation is, is this really yeah. going to last? Does this have the staying power? Is he really going to be through the whole recruiting process and stick with Illinois? We kind of wondered that from where we go. And the answer is no. He's as of right now, he's going to pin. That's the that's the move. Um and a huge I gotta figure they had a couple big recruits, but I don't think any Carol level. Anthony no. Artelona, super big, Michael Colioco, super big, but I don't think any of them were on the Christian Carroll strata. So it's a huge, huge get for for Coach Reina in Pennsylvania. So I was actually thinking about this. It's like more 
I mean, I don't want to say it doesn't make sense, but if you're looking at Penn right now, like say, especially as a middle to upper middleweight and all those training partners they got, that's looking really good. But I don't think they have a good heavyweight in the RTC, do they? They currently do not have a um, – no, I don't think – I think that's one – Ben Hannes is at the, ben Hannes is at oh, the RTC, right? Yeah. So that's a guy. I mean, that's I a training partner. He's bigger. Yeah. He's he's definitely, wrestled, he wrestles 92. He's wrestled at 97 oh. plenty. He's big. And okay. um, he's probably bigger than Christian Carroll right now. So mm -hmm. he's yeah. he's a, definitely a good okay. training partner good. right now for, for him. Yeah, they have a couple, couple pretty good big guys that are committed in the class of 2022. Martin Cosgrove. Um, Andrew Conley, so some big guys that that will be coming there too. So it's you know, I I don't know. I think it's it says a lot about about how a guy like Christian Carroll perceives Penn. Um, you got to imagine academics are a big piece of of what he's thinking. But yeah, yeah. but he's talked about Olympic goals. You know, being an Olympic gold medalist, and and he's one of the one of the high schoolers that's kind of on the short list of guys you could kind of see potentially making that transition. And you uh, see. PRTC is a place to do that, I would imagine. I haven't talked with yeah. them about it, but that has to be a big, big factor. Yeah, um, for sure. So a huge, huge get, very big news. And, um, you know, he's only a junior, so he's not like in the – he's not a senior. So it's going to be – I've got to figure these, the schools are not going to – are not going to stop pursuing him. So that's yeah. The fight is still very much on for for Christian Carroll. With, with what you've seen lately, if a kid verbals, why would you ever stop recruiting them? I just that it shouldn't be in the that should not be in the playbook anymore. I think that was a thing like I don't know five years ago, and now let it, they got to sign the NLI. They sign the NLI, we're done. We stopped recruiting. But when they're committing super early, yeah, like if Penn would have stopped recruiting Christian Carroll, they wouldn't have got a flip, right? Yeah. You got to keep recruiting kids. Yeah, some coaches act like they oh the, I won't if a kid's verbal, I won't recruit them out of out of whatever. But they all do anyways. They all do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they if they literally said the kid says like, "Hey, please don't call me anymore." Okay, don't don't call them anymore, right? Yeah. But if they're taking your phone calls, keep recruiting for sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. Um, other big news. So much, so news. much news. So many news. Stevan Micic is going 141 pounds. I did. Who saw this one coming? Not I, at all. I not, not remotely. He wrestled 125 on day of weigh-ins. Well. He he, he he looked brutal, like, terrible. The worst I've ever seen him wrestle. Like yeah, it was very he, obvious he had a, a brutal weight cut. Yeah. So I mean, but you think okay, at eight, eight pounds, eight pounds will surely make the cut at least a little bit easier. Um, and so you know, if he's going up to one forty-one, that kind of makes you think: is he going to make a a long-term move to sixty-one or sixty-five potentially? Because um, 50, 57 kg is a long way from one forty-one. Well, my thought is he's bigger than Ragason, but Ragason probably can't go 25. So let Dylan go 33. Stefan, one year, if you're coming back, may as well go out fully fed and have fun yeah. with it at, at 41. It makes a lot of sense for their team because I don't, know who, I don't know who would be going 41 for them otherwise. It, it would certainly be no one on the Micic level. You get Medley, so you go Medley, Ragason, Micic out the gate. I mean, actually, the, they got their whole a good team, team. Their, their team whole, is really good. It's stacked. I tweeted what I think their lineup will be. Uh, one, one seventy four is the big question. Then get Massa back. That would be huge. You, and, you would think know. at this point, guys, 
It ain't gonna be that hard. We got NCAs in Detroit. It's in five months. This is your home state, baby. Get your butt in the lineup. Look at our lineup. We got Mason Paris. We got Pat Brucky. We got Miles Amin. We got Stevan Michich. We got Cam Amin, who's not ranked high enough by flow. <laughs> yeah, very, po- very possibly. Uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a great team. I, is it the best team we've seen from Michigan in the last 15, 20 yes, years? Absolutely, I, I think so. I think probably so. It's a uh, it's stacked, absolutely stacked. So it, it's a. I think the move for Michic makes sense. But what this does at the Big Ten is just oh, insane. Man. I mean, insane. You got national champion Nickley. You've got NCAA finalist Big Ten champ who beat Nickley, Jaden Ironman. You've got Sebastian Rivera, Stevan Michic, and Chad Red. And you know, there's gonna be someone of those other teams that's gonna step up big that we just oh, don't yeah. quite know yet. That's not super on the radar yet, or hasn't quite entered that strata that will. And yeah. Big Ten 141 is probably, it's tough to say it's the wait to watch, but it's going to be up there. Well, you know who I'm excited to see now, um, and as a guy we kind of actually wrote, I would say wrote off a little bit, but Jordan Decatur after, you know, yeah. we kind of thought he had gas tank issues, but now he moves. I mean, it, it looks like largely the weight code is the gas tank issue because he won an overtime match against Dylan D'Amelio, who wrestles a really hard pace. Um you know, he obviously has some great skills, but, you know, maybe it was the 130, making 133 that was really, really difficult for his body. Yeah. I mean, that could be a part of it. I think, I think I've watched Jordan wrestle a lot through the years and yeah. he's consistently gotten tired late in matches. Yeah. So I don't think it was always weight cut related. So we'll, we'll see. Um, but winning a sudden victory match is certainly great evidence to that. That point yes. and certainly any gas tank issues will be exacerbated by a weight cut and and oh, multiplied yeah. so seeing him up at 141 could be could be the difference and he'll be he'll be fun to watch you know he's gonna take he will get a takedown against basically everyone in the nation at some point i mean mm-hmm. he's, he's on it but then it's what happens after that yeah for sure so excited for um, that Man, I mean, Michigan is absolutely looking like a top five team. I mean, pay at Paris, we'll say title contender, but you know, obviously, unless Gable goes somewhere, he probably is not winning. He's such Miles a bonus Amin, point scorer, though, that he can score yeah. NCAA champion level points for sure. And then you know, Miles Amin is absolutely an NCAA contender. Uh, Stevan Michik is an absolutely a contender. I don't know about Brucky. I don't know if we're going to consider him a contender or not yet, but I think it's. You know, I, if, if Brucky finished third, you're not going to be super shocked. No, Brucky and Brucky and AJ are going to have like a powerlifting competition for the title. Because Brucky's go, got Brucky might have AJ on, on in the bicep department. I don't know about the wrestling department or the deadlift department, but Brucky's got the guns. If they have a flex off, the biceps biceps are a big part of that. That is big. It is big. Are they overvalued in the in the flex off? Maybe they, they so. might be, but that's the we way don't make it is. the rules. That's the way it is. Yeah, we don't make the flex off rules, guys. So looking at the team rankings right now, Michigan sitting at fifth. Um, mm-hmm. But after Iowa and Penn State, like there's this massive drop off, and we saw it last year at NCAA's. After those top two teams, those trophies were were up for grabs um three and four right now it's arizona state with 64 oklahoma state 57 and then michigan with 52 and a half projected points i i have to imagine that number is is going to go up but it's tough when like as you mentioned stevan micic 141 he's ranked fifth in the country yeah it's a guy definitely you know 
title contender, but that deep, that weight mm-hmm. is so, so deep that um, it's going to be some, some tough going scoring points. Those yeah. top Arizona points State's there. got a freaking good team too. Really yeah. good team. With Micic, um, how do you see his style translating up a weight? Very technical, wrestles amazing in the ties. Uh, yeah. Is it going to help him, you think, moving up? I think it's going to be a non, I think it's going to be a non-issue. I, yeah. I just don't see like it's not like he uses power. It's not like he's overt. So I the way I like to think about it is it's not like he's overtly on the power side or the speed side. So generally as, as you get bigger, um people get slower. And so if you have a speed advantage, that's going to be great. But obviously like if you get overpowered, moving up is going to exacerbate that big time, right? So, you know, I always think about when kids ask me to move up, I'm like, "Well, hey, are you getting overpowered at that weight class?" And if you're not, then what's the issue, right? Just move up. It's fine. Yeah, completely agree. Okay. Mm-hmm. More news. It's all, it's just all news all the so time. Um, Colby Franklin to Iowa. Uh, I didn't uh, know this was on the radar. Bray, were you surprised by this? Uh, I knew it was a definite possibility. Um, the Colby Franklin, I think many people figured he was going to end up in the Penn state room. Um, he's, he, he, you know, from the area he trains, you know, he's spent a lot of time training at M2 when I was out there uh, at Wyoming Sam in September, he talked about that, about, you know, the, the training that he's done at M2 and, and, uh, took a visit to Penn state that he was there at the same time, I believe as TJ Stewart and Jesse Mendez. Um, so it, it seemed like he was on track for Penn state, but he was part of that big Iowa visit and that, that big Iowa visit, uh, mm-hmm. 18 recruits, Iowa beat Penn state in that crazy football game students. And some of the recruits were storming the field. Um, you know, that, storm the field. you got to storm the field, but I think that's kind of a recruiting visit that, uh, you know, one, one parent told me it's like the gift that keeps on giving. It's just like kids yeah. that were there are there. They saw, you know, some, some things that they were, they were really impressed with. And, um, Colby Franklin, that's a, it's a good get surprising, Surprising get a little bit for Iowa, but after him taking those visits, I think it makes a lot of sense. But uh, it's one that that may leave some Penn State fans kind of I, I don't know nervous or just like but felt like they maybe had the corner of the market on him, and now now he went flipped the other way. Maybe you so, think but... David, you think David bans him from M two? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, Come like, on. The the other thing is I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> the other thing is Penn State has. A lot of weapons in that, in that weight range, right? So it's it's yeah. it's you know, and they have for a long time. So. Beard has four years left, I think. Uh, maybe five. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say? There are no rules anymore. Wait, uh, Beard is Beard's in his. This is his fifth year out of high school, bro. Are you sure? We gray shirted, red shirted, freshman year, and then crony year, right? Um, and so this, this year will be number five, I think. Or, well, wouldn't that be four? Gray shirt, red shirt, Corona, and then this is the fourth? No, I, I think he didn't he wrestle before that. I thought he wrestled as a freshman. No, I think he his he was red shirting during the Corona year because Shakur Rashid was their starter at 197. So he was a red shirt during the mm, Corona yeah, okay. year. This is so last year. year was his first year. Yeah. He's a fourth-year um, freshman. By the way, I, I heard – I heard Beard is is getting the better of the the goes in the room. I heard that what? too. Yeah, that's that's the word circulating. But I I just think maybe true when 
when it's time for Big Tens, I think it's going to be Max Dean will have found a way one way or another into that lineup. And if not, that tells you probably all you need to know about, about Beard, Beard, right? Yep. Um, that's the situation. It's crazy this year. Yeah. It's bananas. Uh, but, you know, getting back to Colby Franklin a bit, I mean, this is a guy that I think has has um, solid potential. I, he's He is uh, he was third at Super 32, was fourth at Fargo this year in a really tough 195 bracket. Um, big, big 95-pounder. Uh, I think 97 is going to be a weight class that suits him really well. And and probably not a guy that, that you know, people are picking to win NCAA titles right now, but, you know, Definite like starter potential going to be competing for all American honors and uh, a good guy to have in the Iowa program and a good guy to keep out of the Penn state room. So, um, yeah, good get. Then Hunter Garvin. Yeah. To Stanford, Iowa city West oh. zone, not going to Iowa. That I just thought when I saw, Oh, he's announcing, I didn't watch the video in advance. I just, you know, saw it when it hit the site. I thought he was, I was like, Oh, this guy's going to go to Iowa going to Stanford. Huge get for, for Rob Cole, and it sounded like Coach Cole was on Hunter early, early on, back when he was at Cornell, and then oh, made him a big uh, part of his recruiting class for this uh, upcoming year. Yeah, he's, he right. said in that video that that Coach Cole was the first coach to call him when recruiting was open, and this was like before he was a state champ. This was back when Hunter Garvin was, was not on a lot of people's radars, and so for Coach Cole to be, to be that – locked in keyed in at the beginning of that recruiting process he saw something in hunter garvin that that he was right about garvin has been on a you know he's been up into the right throughout his high school career last year after he won his state title he went to preseason national or went to folk style nationals and that that weight that bracket was crazy that most of his brackets were like good not great that 145 bracket was so loaded he beat alec martin who's super 32 champ beat jordan williams three-time fargo champ and and got that got that title and and after that it's like okay stock way way up um but he liked what what he heard from coach cole and and academics are a big piece for him and uh i think he's going to be really big for stanford and now you look at the the middleweights you think about the guys they already have and real woods at 41 jade knapp is at 49 uh and then and then the guys that are coming in now you've got garvin and then daniel cardenas who flipped his commitment from cornell to stanford um that's a really nice middleweight core there absolutely great job coach cole good job coach um so one thing you know wondering about if as you're a coach trying to recruit good students how do you find how do you know that hunter garvin's a good student how did is do they have a ben do you have any how do they know I, they literally have to ask all the kids like can you send me your transcripts grades? You have to ask for all the kids' transcripts. Can you imagine? Well, I know, I know they're recruiting a few of my guys, and they asked them to fill out. I didn't look through the link, but they sent a link of a, uh, like a questionnaire that they want them to fill out. And I'm assuming there's a GPA and ACT portion in there, so they know right off, right off the bat, like, hey, are we even going to waste our time with this guy? Yeah, I would guess. Yeah, wonder if it's like if you're rec- think about if you're a, if you're a coach and you recruit, you can basically only recruit good students, like a. Coach Reina, Coach Cole, Coach Gray, et cetera, Coach Ayers. Mm-hmm. Like, is it actually helpful that, like, okay, I can only actually recruit these 20 guys for this class because everyone else is not even an option because yeah. they would never get into this school. It could kind of help, like, focus you. Whereas if you're a, a Penn State or an Iowa, even though those are traditionally the best recruiting teams, they're just like the whole landscape is, is open. It's maybe 
provides a little more focus for you. And it's and it's a focus that I think is helpful if you're if you're somebody who's recruiting. If it, if like let's yes. say your field was narrowed by just guys that happen to live in the state where you coach, that might be helpful, but it might not. But if if your limiting factor is like who happens to get really good grades, I mean that's that's a lot of times a good sign of a of a disciplined person, of somebody who yes. has good priorities, somebody who you know just kind of has things in order. And generally, if that's true, then then there's going to be improvement, you know, in other parts of the process, not always, but it could be helpful yeah. in, in narrowing things down. And, and the other thing, I mean, I usually like, I know, cause I, I had the, the scores to go Ivy, but I just, I didn't want to do it. I, that's going to be too much effort on school. And I know what I want to do. I want to wrestle. Um, and so the kids who get those good grades, lots of times they're like, yeah, that's where I want to go. And so they've kind of almost, limited by themselves right they want to go ivy or stanford they, they've made that decision because they have a goal in mind of what they want to do in their life and so that that also helps a lot from the crew perspective obviously it does hurt that you get a whole chunk of kids that's cut out right that does, that's that's not beneficial but the fact that the kids who you want generally are also interested in you that's pretty positive okay wrestling happened last night we haven't even that's how juicy today is we haven't even talked Wait, about you, the wrestling uh, what what I thought this other one was super interesting, and you know why I think it's interesting. You didn't mention it. This transfer news. Well, yeah, Drew Hildebrand in the news. portal. I kind of wonder. I don't. This could be one of those weird things where he wants to be a GA or something, and you maybe have to go in the portal if you have eligibility remaining. Something weird what? like that. He put him. out a he put out an Instagram post that said like I'm done wrestling. So unless he's undone, which minds can certainly change. Maybe he rethought it. Yeah. It, Perhaps he did. Um, well, what I was going to say, Christian, is there are two really interesting teams that need a 125. Michigan, right down the road. Ragusin is good, but not great. Um, and and then you got Penn State, obviously, who's also in the mix for the next Triano lottery. It would, be, it would be Medley that would probably get bounced out there at 25 for, oh, for, same, Central, same. for Michigan. And, and Sarah does train there uh, at the Cliff Keen Wrestling Club. I mean. Yeah. That is interesting. I, I, you know, the Penn State thing was it makes makes you know that, that that'd be interesting. But I didn't even think about Michigan. That that team that we just talked about how good they already are. Imagine yeah, good. He was what fourth or fifth last year, Hildebrand. Nice. Yeah, he's good. I I I honestly don't think he's still wrestling. I think this is just one of those things. We should try to find that out first. But yeah, obviously he would help any team he went to. Michigan and Penn State certainly juicy. Uh, Penn State is in the middle of the Suriano sweepstakes, and who knows how that's how that's going to play out. Um, okay, so yeah, I I wasn't skipping that because I don't think it's important. I was just like, well, oh. is this even really a thing? So I'm yeah. not sure yet. Okay, fourth, fourth and NCAAs last year that would be a beneficial pickup for either one of those teams, no doubt. Um, ben, Ben, it hasn't been mentioned yet. Ben is is being an Iron Man right now. He is not. You wouldn't know it because he's I'm a professional. He is a professional, but you can. I knew when he had the quarter zip zip down. He's <laughs> overheating a little bit. He's not feeling his best. Uh, but he's he's sticking it out for the people. But if he just ups and leaves at some point, we should just be thankful for the time we had with him today. Yeah. We'll <laughs> be sorry that it's over. I told you, Christian. I was. I'm. I'm the Iron Man. I mean. Uh, Four years of high school didn't it wasn't late or didn't miss a practice. Did you uh Here's did you done. have perfect Show attendance up, no what. in high school, like as like and as a student as well? No, that wasn't that important to me. 
<laughs> you know what? I mean, you know, I rage on, and I'll tell you, I did this a lot. Um, like the sleep schedules, and I just read this book, which reinforced my own thoughts. But um, the sleep schedule, our school started at seven twenty, so you had to be up, you know, six a.m. and sleep started? schedules for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously during season, we'd have some morning workouts. So then you had to be up at like five thirty a.m. Luckily, I live kind of close to the school. And so some days I would, uh, my mom and dad would actually let me, I'd sleep until like 9.30 or 10 or whatever to kind of catch up. Probably like once every other week, once or twice a month, something like that. Dude, get the, speaking of attendance, if you go to school, all right, so if you go to class in my, my son and daughter's school and you're there till nine, you're counted as present. Like you're there for the What? <laughs> it counts. If you're not there by nine, you're absent. Like they've been in school like 40 minutes. It makes no That's sense. That's awkward. Yeah, really weird. Um, okay, I will not. Right. I will not not talk about wrestling that happened last night, Ben. There's wrestling. Stop. Wrestling season, baby. Wisconsin wrestled Buffalo. It was. I mean, it was so cool just to have D1 wrestling back. Um, UNC wrestled mm -hmm. two non D1 duels as well. I want to talk a little bit about some of their starters, but I really want to focus on the Wisconsin Buffalo because. Wisconsin rolled out five new faces that people were really excited to see. Uh, we saw Braxton Amos first time down at 197. Mm -hmm. And Bray and I were talking about this. When's the last time he wrestled this light? I don't think – I think it's been been a little bit because he wrestled up in high school. His, his um, international weight is pretty high. So it was his first time down, and he looked, he looked lean. He looked small as I've seen him in, in quite some time. Um, what were your first kind of thoughts on on his performance there? He got a pretty it was a pretty dominant win over Mitchell of Buffalo. It sounds like getting to the weight was was not a problem, but you could tell I think there's a little bit of an adjustment period that he's going to go through with competing at that weight maybe minus a little bit of the power and I think as he gets his hopefully as his body gets more more comfortable and used to making 97, you'll see that you'll see that uh that power pick back up, but I expected him to widen the gap a little bit more than he did. I think it was a 7-2 final, mm -hmm. uh, and I would have predicted bonus points. Didn't see that. So um, I, I don't know. I think uh, I think I, I think he's got he's got more to give. And I, I you know I was I was watching that match thinking what would a match right now look like between Braxton Amos and the All Americans at this weight and uh, I don't I I would be a little nervous right now. Yeah, I. I kind of wonder if it's going to be something first time down to wait. Um, and as the season, a lot of guys, as the season goes on, their weight just gets more and more settled, and it's not some yeah. crazy crash down. And maybe that's the I mean, worst he's going to feel all year long. You know, that's a possibility. Yeah. The other thing, the dual meets are obviously harder because you have a shorter time span. And generally in tournaments, especially when you're as good as he is, you're going to have someone who's not very good the first couple rounds. And by the, by the time you later in the day, you're going to be feeling – fresh because you you know rehydrated or whatever i mean like if you think about ncas the one that's hard if you're cutting a lot of weight is the quarters right because first round if you're seated high kind of easy match second one it's at night so you're feeling good by then third one is the quarters in the morning so you just hadn't made weight um and then obviously the semis you would be fully rehydrated and then if you make the finals it's it's again at night and Wisconsin is is uh, clearly using their their the best lineup they've got. You know they yeah. they yeah. sent out Hamidi at one sixty five. He looked he was probably the most the biggest standout for me. I thought and mm -hmm. and you know it's 
The level of competition, you know, Buffalo's not, you know, quite on Wisconsin's level at this point, and I don't know the level of Jay, Jay Nivison, really. But Hamidi was so active, just on the legs constantly, constantly attacking. He looked he looked impressive, and ever since, what tournament was it? Was it Super 32, Super 32 last year? I've, I've just been, had my eye on this guy, and I know that's probably late, way late to the party, but... He's gonna hmm. be a he's gonna be a difference maker for sure for them. And now, how how well does he fit in in a brutal one sixty five? I'm not as sure yet. We're watching so that. Deep. We're watching it, and Caleb's like, "Can he beat Marinelli?" I'm like, "No, I don't think there's any way he could." I think the physicality there that Marinelli's gonna yeah. bring, and you know, on down the line. But I do think he's an All American contender at this point. Um, but. Um, you know, we'll learn more as he wrestles tougher competition. I, yeah. I think he's you an all-American. Got Cam, yeah. Cam Amin down there at thirteen, though, so that's a <laughs> that's that's a competitive match, though. That's a good yeah. match right there, Hamidi and Cam Amin. That's that's really competitive. Yes, that weight is is crazy loaded. Carson Karchla at twelve, Amin at thirteen. Oh my gosh! Um, but the other thing about Hamidi, not just that he's fun to watch, he's a really good wrestler, but he fires that lineup up like the way he the way he reacts after scoring points after big wins i mean he's one of those guys that he's not just a you know do your business and get off the mat like he 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 gets the crowd fired up like he had me pumped up in my house just yeah. sitting there watching. <laughs> the guys the guy is like he's he's huge for like just that that team and for for what that coaching staff is trying to do get a crowd excited get people in the seats he's going to help with a lot of those objectives yeah, this is a really tough dual team for sure. It was awesome to see Austin Gomez back in the lineup. He came out like an absolute banshee the first probably two and a half minutes. It was just like, and then I don't think he really, he didn't really gasp, but like that, the pace he was wrestling at was like totally untenable. But he looked, man, he did not look small at 149. He looked like he's going to be hmm. a, a well-sized individual at that weight class now. I I really have no basis for like where how he's going to fit at 149. Like how Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure yet. I know he's really good, but it's two weights up and we haven't seen him in 2 years and several months. The, yeah. the they got the Michigan State Open this weekend, so it should answer a lot of questions on a lot of those guys. Michigan State Open live on Flow Wrestling. That is going to be Yeah. Th that I mean, 10 really solid teams um it's going to be a lot of fun. If you look at 149, it's I don't want to say the opposite of 165 in terms of depth, but it, it does seem like there's some room for for flexibility. So a guy like Gomez could you can make a big impact there. You know Kyle Parko at four, uh, can he repeat his All American performance from last year? I don't know. Um, Jay Nabis at five. There's some guys in there that seem potentially a little bit vulnerable. Gomez right now sitting at 13, but if he if he knocked off a, a Josh Feinsilver or I mean, Tariq uh, Wilson's you know. ranked second. You think? I mean, Gomez can go with a Tariq Wilson for sure. They probably wrestled. Yeah, yeah. man, you kind of offending Tariq Wilson saying stuff like that. That's a little, that's pretty offensive. Well, no, I just think <laughs> I think there's a lot of parity. It's offensive there. that well, Tariq actually last year he was super super um, consistent. I mean, he's been top four in NCAAs twice. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy to think. I mean, you got it's a weird weight where you know you see Parco at four, and you're like, oh, maybe there's some vulnerability, and then you see Blockus all the way to 18. You're like, all right, this is a tough weight. There's just a lot of parity. Okay, I'll do respect yeah. to um, Tariq Wilson. He majored Sebastian last year at NCAAs. Did you yeah. remember that? No, I don't no. remember that as a major. That's crazy. He majored Chad Red also. And he beat Real Woods. All right, Tariq's a go. He might win the Hodge. He might win the Hodge. Ha. <laughs> 
Might win. Um, might win two Sullivans and three Hodges. Two Sullivans, three Hodges. Spencer Lee's got that in oh. his crosshairs. Um, okay. Joe Zargo wrestled. Um, true freshman, I believe. Or did he? I guess he I think he's a redshirt. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was there last year. Yeah. So good to see him. Um, you know, Ben Freeman. He's a, a Michigan transfer into Buffalo. So solid win there. They're 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 ten strong at Wisconsin. How they're going to place at NCAA? I'm not. I'm not so sure. But they got a good team. It was cool to see it. Uh, the crowd was pretty strong for a November first duel. Mm-hmm. Uh, other wrestling news, North Carolina opened their season up against Life University in Queens. And we saw Spencer Moore wrestle right away for UNC, which is interesting because we watched him wrestle at Cadet Trials in April. How wild is that? That is wild. That will never happen again. Yeah. So Could he is. A, he is <laughs> so he, not only did he do that, but that means he is super young. He's not old for – he's no. not like an old – he does not turn 18 anytime in 2021. He had to reclassify to to graduate early, I believe. Yeah. Um, how how bizarre, that's, that's man. That's freaking wild. How bizarre. How that's bizarre. wild. Cadet World Team where Bo Bassett and Spencer Moore are uh, – uh, there's one guy in between them, I think, <gasps> weight class-wise. Yeah. One's still in eighth grade and the other one's starting on the Division One team. That's <laughs> what year will Bo wrestle his first varsity match? 2026. Whether he or not. 2026. 2026 if he doesn't redshirt. So it could be 2027 <laughs> before he wrestles. Spencer Moore will be – he could be opening a law practice He'd be like a doctor by time. then. Yeah. Spencer Moore could be could be a coach recruiting Bo Bassett at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we were on the Whoa. Cadet World team together? You know, you never know. This could happen. All right. Keyshawn Clark wrestled for, for UNC. He was a transfer from American down at 141. Jamie Hernandez went at 33 for UNC. Zach Sherman, uh, as we know, uh, Austin O'Connor, NCAA champion, went from 49 to 57. He was he was dominant. Uh, Jack Bass sighting. Oh my gosh. Who's he's the still... other good kid here at North Carolina? Lachlan McNeil. He's can't beat any of these other dudes. So, I would I would think he can redshirt this year because yeah. last year okay. didn't count. So he can redshirt. Mm-hmm. And then this will be Sherman's last season, I believe, right? Yeah. He's a senior. Uh, Keyshawn Clark, I, I think, yeah, he's also a senior transfer, grad transfer. Um, so, I, you know. Either. They want to, yeah, they want to get use out of those guys. And especially if Keyshawn is going to be effective at 41. Uh, he hasn't been at 41 since 2018, was up at 57 after that. And then the really good year that he had in 2020 was um, was at 149. I, I, man, if he's effective at 41, that's a really good, really good guy in the lineup for for North Carolina. So it makes sense to to use that redshirt year for Lachlan and and uh, you know get what you can out of Keyshawn. Mm-hmm. Max Shaw got pinned by Zane Lanham. Zane Lanham. Yeah, I Shaw's don't even like, know what you're saying. Shaw's like a rank. <laughs> <laughs> Max Shaw's like a you know a legit guy. Um. Okay, so that's that's the notables there. Cool to see their lineup. Two two tough lineups with a few big guns. We'll see how they do. Okay. Where to next? Eight fifty three deep in the heart of Texas. Um, uh, we had some. Well, we didn't we didn't announce Jordan Burroughs, the Rudis. Great point. I didn't don't even know if I put that in the doc. Big news. I, um, I mean, okay. Jordan leaving Asics going to Rudis is is 
very large wrestling news and um good for jordan yeah i i look forward to speaking with him about kind of the decision and why everything went into it i have a little detail about it but um would be curious to hear his perspective i'm sure mr root has been asking is, is excited about that oh yeah as a good, good thing you guys sco- good thing i healed america last week and you guys you guys put your differences no, aside. We, had talk on, we had to talk on the phone again the next day to make sure you know we're okay doubly good. sure doubly so the, sure. the healing continued wow so we're all good and i don't there. know if he's serious about mma or not though we talked we talked about that and he says he's serious i gotta tell you i'm not 100 percent sold I think it's a coin flip whether it actually happens or not. I, if I had to bet, I would say it doesn't happen because I think he wants to, he wants to do something where he makes a lot of money one time and that's it. It's what it yes. sounds like to me. It's really hard to thread yeah. that needle and to find someone because you have to be fighting someone who people are going to pay a lot of money to watch Jordan yes. Bros fight. There's a few people Correct. that do that that he would want to fight and not be like put himself at risk. So. I think it probably doesn't happen, but deep down he'd like hey, to Christian, see. Christian, I'm feeling too sick. I'm calling in now. Okay, I'm tapping out today. I'm out. I appreciate my you. Best. Peace. Great run. Thank you, Ben. He's feeling it. Dang, <laughs> you know he's feeling he, terrible. <laughs> he was he was five minutes from making it to nine a.m. where it would have counted as present, not action. <laughs> he would have loved that joke. <laughs> he would have loved that joke. Um, well, Ben's gone. Just like that, poor guy. The rudest news. But, th- he was thinking about an MMA fight with Jordan Burroughs, and he got he got sick. I guess you, yeah, gets your tummy rumbling. He, uh, yeah, Burroughs to Rudis is it's, it's pretty shocking, really. I mean, he's just such an iconic like Asics through mm-hmm. and through. He had the shoe. He just, um, man. For me, the the biggest part of this is like that's devastating for Asics. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you are like you had wrestling. You had everything. And I feel like they've just like continued and they all, but they, as other brands came in and emerged, you still had one guy that was just like, just such a, such an anchor for them. Yeah. And now you lost like the biggest star in the sports history. Yeah. If you, so if you're ASICs wrestling and you can't hang on to Jordan Burroughs, the greatest, if you get, if that's not, a pro, that to me says, is wrestling really even a priority for for ASICs? Well, I wonder. They've I think they've changed their priorities a little bit when it when it comes to wrestling and they've gone really all in this year on women's wrestling, which that's, you know, that's a cool strategy. You would hope that you could do both though, right? Like yeah. you could So I mean, yeah, they they were the presenting sponsor for for who's number 1, um the women's the women's card, not the men's. They they created an all women's wrestling shoe this year. Call it the Matt Blazer. That's like a you know big thing, and then they and then you know the series that we've been putting out. We just put out another episode yesterday, the Trailblazers uh, and Rising Stars series. They've been sponsoring that, so they've invested in wrestling still, and, they, and it's really focused on on women's wrestling right now. Like the Catherine Shy video on the site from yesterday, Adeline Gray before that, yeah. Kennedy Blade. So there there is investment, but but Jordan Burroughs was was really the the flag bearer for yes. for that and for for more than a decade you know when those gold shoes came out and Burroughs was so you know he was he was just so iconic it was like all right Asics has been the the standard in wrestling and, and they'll yeah. continue to be and now um yeah it's got to hurt to lose Burroughs yeah they make i mean they make the i don't know where where you fall on the shoe thing but Asics makes the best shoes they're they're 
they are far and away better than any other shoe I've, I've worn. Yeah. Um, so, but for, for Jordan, um, it's gotta be an awesome, exciting opportunity for him to want to, you know, switch at this point in his career. Yeah. You know, I, you know, you think about what, what kinds of Burroughs branded products ASICs came out with, you gotta think Rudis is probably thinking the same thing. And that's like every year, a new version of a shoe, like every, you know, they just kind of constantly getting him into the rotation. I imagine will, will help them quite a bit. Yeah. So quite a roster at Rudis with Kyle was, Kyle was kind of the flag bearer for Rudis Mm -hmm. for a while there. Now they've got Spencer, they've got Samira, they've got now Jordan Burroughs, pretty, pretty insane crew there. So good job by Rudis. I mean, Jordan Burroughs and Spencer Lee are two of the, I mean, those are massive, massive pickups in in 2021. Yeah. They're going to move a lot of product. Let's move the product. Okay. Let's move this product along. Um, there were a few small, just mildly notable wrestle-off results that happened. Uh, Owen Treffen over Deontay Wilson. Wilson been the starter the last couple years for NC State. Um, and Treffen beat him. So I I would assume Treffen will get the early nods for NC State. I would not consider this battle done with completely. I'm sure they'll go, hit some opens, hit some tournaments, and then we'll figure out who the guy is based on who does the best in competition. But that seems to be a very live competition. Nothing new at NC State. They have a very, very tough room always. Yeah. When Andy Hamilton was out at NC State, did a long interview with Pat Pop, and Pat Pop said something to the effect of, like, it's it's a, it's a good thing for them when they see new faces get into the lineup and, like, you know, he's alluding to, like, working their way into the lineup, not just because, all right, we need somebody, but last year – it was it was Trumbull early on where you're like, oh wow, who is you know how is this kid from Nebraska going to overtake Nick Renan, who's yeah. kind of been a, a staple at NC State? And then the things that Trumbull did were incredible. He beat Bonacorsi, um, was super successful, and was like, wow, this kid is a legitimate factor to the point that when Renan beat him in the wrestle off before the postseason, was like. A lot of you know questions about well who you know who really is the best option. That's that's a good thing. And so if if Treppen's beaten Wilson, that's just good signal for the depth. I don't think it's any kind of signal that like it's the demise of Deontay Wilson or something's going no. on wrong. I think it's good news for 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 NC State fans. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think it was Hayden that talked about it. You should check out all of all of Andy's coverage of NC State. It's on the site. Um, but I think Hayden. Andy had asked him to, like, contrast, like, NC State, what it was to now. He's just, like, everyone on the team is really trying to be the guy and really believes that if they get the chance, they can they can make noise at NCAAs. It's like that that is, like, the true culture of, of the team. And I think that that plays out. You see that with, with someone like Trumbull and Renan, mm-hmm. and they're back and forth. And, uh, w- shoot, what was it? Was it 133 for them last year with Jack and – who ultimately was their starter? They had a um, pretty tough guy there. Uh, no. quick, but yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's a good thing for for them. And and the line that Hayden kept saying in that interview was like, we have NCAA qualifiers like behind you know yeah. behind the starters, which is that's huge. I mean that is that that's a that's a big thing. So much attention gets paid to all Americans, which yeah. as it should. But having an NCAA qualifier level guy as a starter 
is is huge. It's massive. Or and as a backup too. It's just like as a training partner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and like even some of the even some really really good teams have not had starters that were. I mean, Penn State last year didn't send all ten mm-hmm. to NCAs. So um, you know, a team like NC State having having a room full of not only NCAA qualifier level guys in the starting lineup, but then behind that, that's big for them. Yeah, no no question about it. Let me see if I can find out who that 33 was before it. You know what these rosters, they have a, uh, you look at them all, and mo- most of them are like that. It's not any specific team, but you can support like, you can't su- uh, sort it by like their weight class. It's like by their year, you can sort by hometown. Yeah, Trombley last year. Trombley, Jared yeah. Trombley. Uh, Jersey. There are no jerseys. No jerseys. Anyway. Um, so yeah, yeah, sort of by jersey. <laughs> sort of by height. Anyway. Um, okay. Next up. So that was the that was one note. Traxler beat Big Cat Hunter Kaka, uh, and we all expect Hunter Kaka to redshirt this year. Of course, they they brought in Nathan Traxler. I think that's gonna be great for Kaka to have a year of development. He's a super athlete, a good wrestler. I think. It, I, another year in the room, he's going to come out next year really tough. Did you get a chance to listen to Andy's interview with Traxler? No, but I know I know a little bit about what happened. Like, <laughs> why don't you tell? He him? said like, well, you know, anything anything surprising happened from you know your your transition from Stanford to Virginia Tech, and uh, did not expect the answer to that question to be the fact that Traxler was driving from Stanford to Virginia Tech, car broke down in in Nevada somewhere, some little town he'd never been. And he was stranded in this little town for like four days. Ended up having to hitch a ride and like ship his car to Virginia. But like, that's a wild story. That's brutal. Yeah, it, it would be in a small town in, in Nevada. He almost made it though. He almost made he it. He was right there, was right out there. the door. Like, it just would happen. Yeah, he crossed one state border out of like 15 that he had to go across. So. Yeah. That's like when I moved from uh, Virginia to Texas and we made it to the border of Virginia and had a complete blowout of the tire. <laughs> it uh, derailed us several hours. Lehigh had their wrestle-offs, two pretty notable, I guess you could call them upsets there. Manzona Bryant over Jimmy Hoffman, who's a two-time qualifier, I believe. And uh, that was at 149. Manzona Bryant's really tough. That's not a big surprise. And then Sheldon Seymour takes out Jarrett Lane 4-2 uh, at 125. So... Always a lot of depth at, at a Lehigh. Yeah, Sheldon Seymour, I, I really, really like him. Um, two-time state champ from Troy. And uh, he's a guy that just – he kind of shows up in in big moments. Um, had a good time watching him the last couple of years at PIAAs. And, and now he's in the lineup. Um, you know, spent that, that year last year in redshirt. And I I think that kid, you know, he could, he could be really, really good. Yeah. So those are the 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 notable wrestle offs for this week. Is, we'll probably talk more about what's what's upcoming um, next, uh, either tomorrow or Thursday. Tomorrow we got a big we got the announcement. The announcement's going to be awesome. And this this first week of wrestling is going to be it's going to be legit. A lot's going to happen. Why don't you give us a, a little rundown? So some some duels. A lot of the duels teams are kind of getting getting their feet wet. But one big duel that I'm excited about: North Carolina, Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be big. That's going to be on the seventh, which is, I believe, Saturday. Um, so, but tournament-wise, we're going to see some good matchups. Uh, a couple events that are going to be live on flow: Michigan State Open. Teams that are in the mix there: Cal Poly, Central Michigan, Edinburgh, Illinois, Michigan, Michigan State, Northwestern Ohio, Oklahoma, Wisconsin. Like, 
There's going to be some serious, Cal serious Cal Poly in Wisconsin. Ooh. Ooh. Hamidi Wick. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, like. That's, that could very much happen. Yeah, that would be. I, that's a that's a match that we might have seen anyway. But I would have I, at that at this point, you know, a week ago, I would have said, okay, yeah, but Hamidi will be in red shirt and he'll be, you know, wearing a Juliet Catholic singlet or something. But no, he's he's got the he's got the Wisconsin W on. Um, that would be crazy to see that match. That'd be nuts. Clarion Open has has 10, 10 D one teams. Um, could see some good stuff there. And then Southeast Open, the field right now for the Southeast Open isn't all starters, but uh, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe more guys will register there. So those are going to be some. One thing about the Clarion, Penn State freshmen, um, Gary Steen, Shane Van Ness, Alex uh, Facundo, all entered there. There may be some more guys there. So it should be a there, yeah. really solid field at Clarion. Some good high schoolers that are going to compete as well. Caleb Henson's in the Southeast Open. Caleb Henson in the Southeast Open. Um, and then at Clarion Open, a guy that we haven't seen in a long, long time, uh, Guy that Lehigh fans are, are you know, super excited yeah. about. Uh, we've got, um, and I'm like stalling because right now, uh, why is Ryan Crookham. Ryan Crookham. His, 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 we haven't seen Crookham in forever. Yeah. And uh, and his first match back in over a year is going to be college open. <laughs> college. Which, which I, I'm going to ease into it with a D1 open here. That, that kind of tells you everything you need to know, I think, about how ready he feels. And um, so that's really good. And then I, I think Nick Feldman is going to compete as well. Um, really? Uh, yeah, I, I believe so. And I want to see how he looks against D1 heavyweights. He'll go heavyweight, right? Yeah, he's not going 97. Never no, again. Never no. again. RIP 197 dreams. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's going to be interesting. I believe he's registered. So those are those are some exciting high schoolers. Heck yeah. So we got – it'll be some young studs at, at Clarion, Southeast Open, MSU Open. Uh, the other – so the biggest duel is probably – UNC versus NC State. Are there any other big duels? Um, not huge duels. Uh, nothing too crazy. The biggest match in UNC Ohio State is probably Sasso Sherman, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, yeah, there should be should be some good stuff there. Nothing else too too crazy on the dual side of things. Purdue Drexel, that's gonna be live on flow. Let's go. Good chance to see those teams. Always aggressive. Always aggressive. Uh. There'll be some good individual matchups otherwise, but no, North Carolina, Ohio State is the, it's the duel you want to watch. Nice. Nice. Okay. Well, why don't we call it a show? Let's have a moment for, for Ben. Hope he feels better tomorrow. Needs to be more careful what he's eating, maybe. Who's to say? He'll be back tomorrow. He's an Iron Man. Yeah, he's got it. He didn't miss one. He didn't miss one practice in high school. There he gets a little tummy rumbler. He had to be really sick, though. Yeah, call it that. Not good. <laughs> that sucks. So pour one out for Ben. Send some Tums to Wisconsin. Maybe some Tamiflu. Who knows? Thanks to David Bray for coming on. Tomorrow, Jesse Mendez putting it on wax. We'll see you guys then. Coaches, leave Jesse alone. He'll hit you up. Goodbye. <laughs>